Uh, we're, we're just talking about that video. It's so ridiculous. Real or whack? God, real or whack? CNN. <laughs> all the dank memes. Anyways. 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 Um, so there's this news story that came out recently about... This is the, intense, though. This is it's, a doozy, man. It's pretty intense. It's about... I'm sure some of you might have heard of it. Uh, so the, the owners of... Uh, multiple vegan restaurants, uh, namely Cafe Gratitude. Which is here in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, Matthew and Tercy's Engelhart own Cafe Gratitude. Which... Tercy's Engelhart? You sure he doesn't own like a an empire somewhere? He's from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Tercy's Engelhart. Um, Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crazy name. Cafes anyway, are coming. We've, uh, we've, We've eaten at Cafe Gratitude multiple times. It's we good. actually went with Fun for Louie one time when he was in town because really he's good. vegan. And it's really good. It's a really progressive, hot, vegan spot for people to have really good food and in a cool atmosphere. Uh, and they're under fire recently because uh, Matthew posted onto his blog a picture of him eating a hamburger. And he's been a vegetarian for 40 years and a vegan for 13 years, I think, since 2003. And so this was a shock to a lot of people because – he is kind of the face of this vegan restaurant, this whole kind of lifestyle, which is yeah. vegan. Um, and a lot of people for are pissed about it. almost his entire life. For almost his entire life. Well, not almost. I mean, he's, he's relatively old. 40 years. That's though. how old he is. <laughs> okay. So he's, I mean, he's older, but. It looks like he's in his 40 60s. years is 40 years of not eating meat. Yeah, totally. So uh, he posted this picture and it was his first hamburger in 40 years. And uh, he. Here's where it gets kind of interesting is his yeah, reasoning. For, well, at first, Julian was like, he's getting like death threats and stuff. Yeah, so people were sending him really angry stuff. And I was stuff. like, that's pretty dramatic. Yeah. But then Julian actually did a little more digging. And I did a little more digging this, and I found this out. Is a, this is very dramatic. It's very dramatic. Um, I mean, it, it it sort of comes down to give his us, religious beliefs. Give us the drama alert, Keemstar. Give don't, it to don't, us. No, don't bring that shit in here. No, stop it. Stop it. No. Please, please, please. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's nothing to do with um, any of that. It's just a guy. So he goes. He goes. Uh, he starts by by saying, um, "Well, why don't I just read it?" Okay, go ahead. Uh, perhaps I failed to explain adequately why I would pursue the path of eating flesh after 40 years of veganism. The answer is nonviolence, um, but nonviolence to the whole system, all species. So then he goes on to explain how uh, the agriculture uh, involved in making things like earth balance, butter alternatives, uh, those actually kill species or those actually have an effect on the ecosystem that are not positive. Um, and he goes on to kind of lead his argument into saying we need cows to keep the earth alive. Cows make an extreme sacrifice for humanity, but that is their position in God's plan. And that's the first time you mentioned God. So then it kind of takes a different turn. Yeah. And, and you're it's like, no longer just vegan. It's no longer vegan. You had no to longer... go ahead and throw some religion yeah, in there. So, well, it always adds a whole nother element of whatever when you bring that into it. And yeah. so that kind of, I feel like, threw off a lot of people. Um, and he's basically ended with, you know, we need to spill the blood of cows because it's Christ's plan and all this. And... Everyone's entitled to their belief. I'm not going to sit here and tell him he's wrong or right. I mean, that's what he believes. Uh, but I do understand the fact that after so long of being a vegan and of being kind of the face of a really popular vegan trend, which is that restaurant and Cafe Gratitude has to be responsible for a lot of other popular vegan restaurants popping up because they were, right. you know, they were, I would say, one of the first big hot ones like that. And for this to happen, and it they definitely. And multiple locations. Multiple locations. Yeah. And they've been around. They have a good reputation. And 
like when you hear death threats, you're like, okay, he ate meat. Why are they sending death threats? But you read this, you're like, okay, he's kind of like stabbing us in the back well, with how he said it. Because he's saying, I can understand how if you were a member of a religion in which cows are sacred, yeah. because that exists, yes. and then you have someone saying, well, according to God's plan, it's cows' job to just be in our food chain, and that's they're shedding their blood for us. I can understand how if that directly conflicts with your religious beliefs, you would be like, Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Fuck you. Yeah. And that's just one aspect. That's just the religion. Like if someone believes. Right. Because, well, just to clarify. Yeah. I'm a vegan. I have been on and off since 2009. But for almost a full year, you've been 100% vegan. And I, at this point, am ethical. But I am nowhere near some people's level of feeling where I need to make an extreme statement. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I do understand the people that do that and where they're coming from. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. I wouldn't say that I. Well, I mean, everyone has their own reasons, right? I can't. I can't say that I identify with it, but I empathize with it and I understand why some why that would make someone angry and upset and like really want to do things that weren't you know completely hundred percent yeah whatever and and that's also excluding extremists because extremists are extremists regardless of what your cause is like mm-hmm. it's it's not always a good thing to be an extremist but yeah. just like the people that are like fuck you dude you're a- like I hate you go die yeah I could understand why someone would say that coming from an ethical vegan standpoint or a religious standpoint to someone that did that. Yes, I hear what you're saying. And you know, when people uh, choose to be vegan... Not that it's right or wrong or anything, but I can't understand no, why, absolutely. why that would upset someone and hurt their feelings. Absolutely. But you should never give anybody a death threat. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> obviously. But I, I feel like when people choose to be vegan, uh, for ethical reasons, they attach a lot of emotion to their choices more so than anyone else in their diet. Which, you know, like you're thinking of the animals, you're thinking of their lives, you're thinking of them as more than just food. Uh, so with that belief and with that lifestyle comes this emotional attachment. So when you feel like you're in a safe place with a restaurant, a brand, yeah. any sort of, you know, thing that you can attach yourself to within the vegan community. That you and they think kind of, is aligned That you think is you. a safe spot, they're aligned with you, there's no way that they're going to kind of change. And if they do change, it would be a big resistance because they, they stand for this and that. But the way that this kind of happened, it, you know, putting myself in an ethical vegan standpoint, who is a loyal Catholic gratitude, you know, customer and fan, I can see why they feel betrayed. I, yeah. the word betrayal it makes sense to me in this situation. Uh, it, you know, like I was thinking when I first read the cliff notes of this, I was like, okay, so he, he owns Catholic gratitude. He's kind of like the face of a vegan restaurant and then he ate a burger. That what's seems a little, yeah, what's, yeah, like maybe not a good business Will move, you- but. Yeah, will you read the part about the Earth Balance butter and stuff? Yeah, by the way, they opened in 2004 in San Francisco. So, okay, okay. 12 years. Because this is interesting. I don't know. I I don't know how else to say this other than it seems like this guy had, he's almost like post post vegan. Like he's so far down the cowspiracy hole that he has now turned his back on like sort of Or he's just, or he's just lost his fucking mind. Totally possible. But you know what I'm saying? Like what he says right now, which Julian's going to read, is so far down the rabbit hole of like he's – This means that and that means this and because of this, that means this. Like – No, it's it's like – so say you are down this conspiracy hole and all of a sudden everyone starts to – like take aliens for example. You know, 50 years ago or whatever, Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, just a joke sort of like that they existed or 100 years ago, whatever. 
And then slowly more and more people are like, no, this is totally probable. Like, yeah, this aliens, totally. Yes, I'm I'm buying into this. Even the Pope. For sure. Yeah, yeah probably. They exist. Mm-hmm. But then there's like, you go so far down the rabbit hole that someone that was like a, an alien truther for their entire life is all of a sudden like, look, guys, just not fucking possible. Because actually the entire world is a big black hole and we're all fucking dead to begin with. Yeah, it's like you learn and too much. To Bruce even... Willis has been here. Yeah, yeah. We are the aliens so, but we're so, also dead <laughs> so what's your point that you learn too much that you kind of stray from the original kind of logic yes okay so this is the part that you wanted me to read um, agriculture is the most violent destructive force on the planet it has caused the extinction of more species than any other activity earth balanced margarine is made from canadian canola organic or not this product requires wait uh, so, so, so slow down okay. slow down he's talking about agriculture in terms of Farms, like with cows and chickens and that sort of thing. And he uses the word agriculture, saying it's the most violent, destructive force on the planet. But does that also include, like, growing corn and growing crops? I guess you can all group it together, but he's clearly talking about the slaughtering of animals. And for clarification, earth Balance butter is a vegan vegan form of butter made from canola oil. It's margarine. Yeah, so vegans can have butter. Yeah, Right. It tastes buttery, but it contains no animal ingredients. So that's what he's talking about, earth Balance. It's made from... From Canadian canola. Okay. Organic or not, this product required to plow to required a plow to destroy Canadian prairie in the act of violence against burrowing owls, ferrets, prairie dogs, insects, and bird species. So basically saying in order to plow the fields to make the canola to, to make, make a margarine, this, this we're killing all these other animals. Product minus animal products, you have to kill the habitat in which other animals live. Yes. That's what he says. Well, I haven't researched that. I mean, I don't know that's a fact. I'm right. just reading his blog post. Um, if that prairie had been maintained in grassland with well-managed cows or buffaloes, those species would not have been killed or displaced. So you're saying they would have been scared off or eaten by the cows? I think then he's, just, he's saying while trying to minimize our consumption of animal byproducts, we're also – killing animals in the process so he he's it's like, like pick your he's poison so, yeah he's like he's so post post vegan yeah that it, like just you being alive is now hurting animals so therefore why the fuck care I'm trying to understand his logic his logic is that like you know maybe if we eat plants or we, we have a simple lifestyle fine but by creating something that vegans are like yay here's this uh good alternative for us that don't want to consume an animal yeah. product we're still uh contributing to the death and destruction of animals habitats mm. by creating this product yeah but is that enough reason in your mind to just throw your hands up and be like well I better just go kill a cow then it's very extreme. It seems like it's a very extreme rash thing. And honestly, if I were to it? guess, yeah, go ahead. just throwing my opinion in the middle of this is like, I feel like something happened to him or well, mentally, you know, in reality or otherwise that he's not saying. Yeah, possibly. So he goes on to say 30% of the world's surface is grasslands. Grasslands need herds of ruminants to thrive. When they are removed, the grasslands degenerate into desert. Desertification is violence against all species, including humans. The conflict in Syria and Iraq can easily be tied to desertification, mismanaging, uh, mismanaged soil. Herding ruminants are our best tool to restore the f- fertility to the earth, keep the earth covered, and reverse desertification and climate change. So he's basically saying... If you don't, if you, you know, if, if you let these animals kind of run wild and don't kill them, 
you're going to cause this horrible change to our world that's going to ruin everything. Is he saying, I feel like, I, I can't exactly pinpoint, maybe I'm just hearing it wrong, but it sounds like he, which I have read theories that because of the, the desert arid area over there, if there were more crops, if they did have more available yeah. food, it probably would have led to somewhat different of a scenario. Yeah, I mean, he's. In terms of poverty levels and health and, and wellness and. I don't know. Don't like you're gonna have to Google deep to, dive to clarify that. But I, he's glazing over a really big theory. Yeah. yeah. By and, just but, being like, oh, it's just a bunch of desert, and uh, that's but for what's him to say the but conflict in the for movie. him to say for him like this <laughs> it's is not that simple. This is where I get disconnected right here where <laughs> okay. where he says okay. reserve, reverse desertification, mm-hmm. otherwise known as like. Killing animals. No, 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 no. Reverse desertification means taking all of this arid desert land and turning it back into green area that you can grow crops and farms on, I think is what he's saying. Hmm. Reverse desertification. No. Okay, so, well, desertification is violence against all species. So, desertification... Okay, that's a... You, that sounds like a, an angry, sweeping generalization. Well, that's what he wrote. I'm not... This is not deserts. a dictionary here. This is just his blog post. But what... I mean, the problem where I kind of lose touch is where he says, herding ruminants are our best... So, basically, herding cows and, like, to be killed mm-hmm. are our best tool... To restore fertility to Earth, keep the Earth covered, and reserve and reverse climate change. I mean, like so much is involved in climate change, other than killing cows. Yeah, I mean, well, again, I think he's taking a lot of theories, and he's, he's generalizing like it, crazy. This is, you know what this sounds like to me? It sounds like when you listen to Kanye talk about the fashion industry, and he glazes over like thirty things that you would need to understand fully in depth in order to get the sentence that he just put together. Mm-hmm. This is what I think is happening right here. Mm-hmm. He's sort of taking a lot of different ideas that would each in of themselves take you hours of reading just to get to the gist of where that one point came from. And then he just strung it all together in a sentence yeah. that you're somehow supposed yeah. to understand. Like this, this blog post is not helping him. No, it's not. He's but clearly lost a screw. Keep going. I don't think he's lost a screw. Mm. I think he cares so much that he is now. I think, I think he's 100% gone crazy. He's turned himself inside out. Mm. I mean, I think, I think he's lost his mind. I think there if is I a knew, thing is too much. If I knew of a better okay, or even. Sorry. No, go ahead. If I knew of a better or even another solution, I would choose it. We need cows to keep the earth alive. Cows make an extreme sacrifice for humanity, but that is their position in God's plan as food for the predators. Cows maintain the grass. Predators maintain the herd by culling the weak and sick. We can be a part of that sacrament. Sacrifice is a part of life. As in the passion of Christ, we all have to spill our blood for humanity to know the Father. The cow's sacrifice was been ordained ours we must choose like and now it's just i'm like i don't i don't think that he's crazy i think that he is so far down the rabbit hole that he doesn't know how to explain his thoughts in a way that makes sense to anybody and the second that you bring in words like christ and blood and father and that's then you lose thing, everyone you lose a lot of people you lose people you lose people all right i i want to delve into uh, some of the reactions specifically on what people are doing Uh, in one second. We'll take a quick break uh, for our sponsors. Uh, We'll be right back. Thank you, guys. 
This episode of the Jen and Jillian podcast is brought to you by Club W. We've all been there, guys. You come home after a long, exhausting day at work, and all you want is to sip on a glass of wine and relax. But unless you plan ahead, you probably don't have a bottle in your house. And getting up and going to the store is just not happening. With Club W, you can finally relax because you will never have to worry about being wineless again. Club W is a revolutionary new wine club that sends wine directly to your door, saving you all those trips to the grocery store. Not only does Club W send you wine, they send you wine that you will love. Club W's easy six-question quiz figures out your palate, so every bottle you receive is perfectly tailored to your taste. They work directly with vineyards to cut out the middlemen, which saves you money. Club W even offers a no-risk guarantee that you'll love what they send you. Right now, guys, Club W is offering you 20 bucks off your first order when you go to clubw.com slash Jenna and Julian. And it gets better. I know you guys all hate paying for shipping. Who doesn't? So Club W will take care of the shipping for you on orders of bottles of four or more. So take something off your to-do list. Just go to clubw.com slash Jenna and Julian to get 20 bucks off your first order now. That's clubw.com slash Jenna and Julian. This episode is also brought to you by Blue Apron. Guys, you need to know how to cook. Not only do you feel like you know your way around the kitchen, but cooking at home means healthier eating and saving money of ordering expensive takeout again. But where do you start? Well, Blue Apron has you covered. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers all the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. Just follow the easy step-by-step instructions that they include. Each meal can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. No overwhelming trips to the grocery store. No more sad takeout. No matter your dietary preference, Blue Aprons makes it a breeze to discover and prepare dishes like Greek pizza with spicy tomato sauce, Kalamata olives, and pea tips, or black bean and red quinoa enchiladas with salsa verde. Guys, you know we eat specifically mostly vegan. For me, 100% vegan for Jenna. I eat gluten-free. They can have you covered. So check out their selection because they have a lot of different options right for you. And it'll be cooked in your own kitchen by you. Cook with ingredients you you've never used before and enjoy these recipes that are between 500 and 700 calories per portion delicious and good for you right now you can get your first two meals for free at blueapron.com slash jenna julian that's blueapron.com slash jenna julian blue apron a better way to cook all right we are back guys uh, thanks for hanging out we have a third now his name is barky mcbarkerton Oh, bud. He's been barking like this whole night. Sorry about that if you heard that. She's been barking. She's been fucking. (laughs) So, um, there's boycotts going on of this restaurant, of um, all sorts of things this guy's tied to to, um, in the vegan community. Let me read this. Uh, There's a Facebook boycott group group, uh, run by Carrie Christensen. And she told The Hollywood Reporter, the reason we're so upset is that veganism is a belief system. You are patronizing a restaurant that you think has a philosophy, and it turns out it doesn't. Vegans should know that this restaurant has a farm that slaughters animals, mm. which I agree with. I agree mm. with that. You know, like, it's 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 one thing if, like, I go to a gluten-free restaurant and the guy who runs it goes and has fucking Domino's pizza when he's done with his work. Like, that's fine. I'm not there for ethical reasons. I'm not yeah. there because they stand for some sort of bigger thing. I'm there because I can get gluten-free food. This, this, the whole vegan community, they stand for something so much bigger than what's, what's on their plate, yeah. you know? So I feel like that's kind of, I don't know. Would you boycott them? 
If I was a vegan, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, no. I mean, like, I would, I might, yeah. So I, mean, I feel like there's bigger fish to fry. Well, I don't think I would actively go out of my way to order food from there if so, I know that's what's uh, d- happening. Defining boycott, you're saying just never, never patronize them, right? Never go to their restaurant. Yeah, but I'm you not, wouldn't I'm go not outside gonna, and pick it, right? Like, yeah, just, I'm not going to be angry, but if I'm like, oh, that sucks, you know, I guess I'm just not going to eat there. Honestly, if yeah. I were a vegan, no, I would not. No, you would not. I would not boycott them. I wouldn't make it a point to never ever go to the restaurant. Like you said, I would, I would definitely keep it on my mind. And if I had the choice between that and another restaurant, I would probably choose the other restaurant. Um, but say, you know, a lunch meeting out of my control was called at Cafe Gratitude. I wouldn't be like, Hey guys, I'm not going to be at this work meeting because I'm boycotting these guys. So you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's bigger things and you can have your opinions. Right. And you know, that's what you have. You have like your thoughts on something yeah. and you know, I guess just, boycotting yeah. is, is, is 100% backing mm-hmm. your, your word and stuff. So I understand people who are boycotting, but right. I just that's feel just, like, well, that's just also me though. You know, I'm yeah, not, it's to each his I own. I don't mm-hmm. live and breathe vegan causes. Although there are many people that do. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I don't know, man. Is it's hard bad? to say. It's hard to say because, well, no, it's not bad. It's not good. It's it's what you think. It's your own opinion. I, it's hard for me to say because I am not a vegan mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not trained yet to think that way 100% or, you know, I, I definitely feel like my plant-based diet recently has given me a bigger perspective on things, which I never expected, but it's kind of just happened. But I'm still not a vegan. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. I wouldn't send the guy a fucking death threat. I don't think I, I would ever send anybody a death threat. <laughs> yeah, that, see, that, that second part <laughs> is more important to the first part. Uh, I would never send anyone a death threat. Exactly. Uh, it's just not my gut reaction to mm. tell somebody to go die. Yeah. If for, I don't know, man. I have to do something really fucked up to me personally, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's that picture of him eating a cheeseburger or a hamburger. Yeah, well, so I'm confused now. Why? Let me see. Okay, so. Why are you confused? Well, because it said the picture was from a year ago. One post in March of 2015. Hold on, maybe that's wrong. Why don't you come here, Marble? Yeah, it is. Oh, this blog, this blog is giving me the weirds. Hmm. I don't know, babe. I'm, I'm just. What are you looking for? I'm just. Right now? I'm just looking on more info. I mean, all right. No, we can move on. Sorry. I mean, a lot of a lot of vegans in the community are up in arms, obviously, as you mm. can imagine. Is Freely all over it? Freely hasn't said much on it. I don't think. Freely. I, don't think. I haven't seen. But I'm sure she will. Freely. The way she the way she did a parody of Ingrid Nielsen's. Yeah. Oh my god. She's she's making me laugh pretty hard. That was lately. hilarious. Um, I'm hopefully Freely is in Los Angeles. I'm hoping that I get to meet her at some point, um, because she's really fucking cool and I like her a lot. But anyways, hi Freely. Anyways, I wanted to talk about something else. Okay, Sh- um, shifting gears now. Shifting gears because I was watching an interview with someone I like. I don't want to say. I'm just whatever. I'm not gonna say. No need. 
And uh, they were talking about how um, you guys, for anyone that's listened to the podcast in the past, and you've heard my uh, theories about the Kardashians, um, or even Kanye to an extent, Mm -hmm. uh, importance of using your own personal voice, but also the idea that even the Kardashians and a lot of social media people on the internet are paving a new path of what it means to just be yourself for a living, which I think is a great thing and is a powerful thing Mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons. And uh, that is not a completely popular idea. And I was watching an interview with someone that I like and respect a lot. Yes. And they were saying that um, this whole generation of people being interested in other people for themselves instead of some form of art or offering um, any tangible talent, thing that right. we're used to yeah. it's sort of just like the death of everybody and then it's just awful and you know i think a lot of people think that way that how could this ever possibly result in something good because we're all just a bunch of dummies paying attention to other dummies in yeah. a culture of distraction yeah. and i would like to just play devil's advocate to that idea mm-hmm. it within the world of i was thinking about how you know is it better if I were a parent, would I would I want my teenage son or daughter to look up to a, a Disney star or a musician or an actor? Or would I be upset if they looked up to a Jacob Sartorius or a uh, um, Cameron Dallas or someone on the Internet? You know, mm-hmm. which would I feel comfortable with? Which would I not? Uh, what would I like or not like mm-hmm. as a parent or mm-hmm. even I guess I'm old enough to be that even though I don't have a child. Yeah. And I was like sort of grappling with the idea that I don't necessarily think it's bad for kids to have idols. Not uh, Maybe that's a too powerful of a word. Yeah, it's, the word is irrelevant. But like yeah, someone that they it. pay yeah. attention to, yeah. that they <clears throat> like, that they identify with and are entertained by, that is their same age on a platform that is democratized. Mm. I don't, I, I think that there's some harm to be done. Not really anything bad. Maybe. I don't know in theory, but like if I were a kid and I was looking up to this other kid, I think I would find more in common with them. I think I would identify with them more, but also think about how contrived and fake, you know, all these like Disney stars are. Or know? actors. Or actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, a lot of them wind up having some serious problems. But you know that their persona is completely planned by PR people. You can't always trust everything that they're saying. They're sort of being fed a personality and this squeaky clean image. You know, what's what's better for a kid to grow up with? Someone looking like you're looking up to someone like that where you then have this bubble shattered when you're like, 18 and you're like wait a second there's like a whole team of people working behind this person to make sure that they're appealing to me that sucks like you're telling me that no one's really like that in real life do you understand what i'm saying yeah 100 or you get to watch as a teenager you watch another person your age when you know that there is no filter between that person and the internet maybe you watch them make some mistakes and you know make some bad choices or do some weird things but doesn't that give your teenager the ability to then also determine what they think is right and wrong on the internet what's appropriate or not appropriate or how someone your age or younger or older should act or i i think it just because it's a democratized platform because kids are interested in their 
peers and the realest version of their peers that they can get, which just so happens to be through social media. I think it's just, it's a, it's an interesting idea that maybe it's more powerful to have a little teenage idol that's someone that you know is a regular person just like you. Because when I was thinking about growing <clears throat> up, the people that I really loved were like in sync or Britney Spears. Untouchable. Completely untouchable. And by the time you get to an age where you realize what that person's life has been like, you know, I'm like 14 and I'm like, dude, when I grew up, I want to be Britney Spears. And then I realize not only is this girl only a few years older than me, but she has been working the entire time when I thought that I was just like being born and like living my life and shit before I even liked her, before I even knew she existed. She had been working that entire time. And then it's like, well, then I guess I can never do anything cool like that with my life because I've already missed this whole half of your time that you're supposed to have spent working. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. how unreachable is that? But if you're a kid and you see another 13 year old, that's just really good at dancing on the internet and you're like, Hey man, that's so cool. I wonder what he did. And then you, you figure out that that kid just started posting videos. I'd be like, well, so can I, I can do that too. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a far more empowering person to follow? So I, I think that when it comes to someone who's impressionable, adoring someone else mm-hmm. on the internet, wherever, um, there's always room for bad examples to be set. Right. That's just, that's the nature of a fan being a fan of someone. Right. Like if that person doesn't act right, that imp- impresses these young impressionable people. And if it's a bad example, that can have a bad cause and effect. And I feel like that's a universal truth. That can happen with uh, an, a fucking Shia LaBeouf, a mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, or it can happen with a Jacob Sartorius, a Cameron Dallas. Like, right. it doesn't matter what what medium it's on. That That is just human kind of dynamics right there. Do I, do I think that kids adoring other maybe younger, um, very, like, very underdeveloped and like yet so popular YouTubers, internet people. Is, is that innately a bad thing? Absolutely not. I don't think, I, I think it's unfair to say young kids adoring these young kids on the internet who are popular and kind of talentless hacks, someone might say is, is the death of whatever. I don't think, I think that's, that's coming from a perspective of, just assuming that all young internet talent is trash. Right. You know, like that's, it's an easy position to take. Cause it's I an feel easy like net to it's throw. an easy net to throw. Everyone, you know, it's <laughs> going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to find people disagree with that. I always disagree. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's, it's not a brave thing to say, right. You know, you can say that. And, and it like a lot of people are like, yeah, totally. Like fuck these little kids. They're on vine. Well, they're on musically. What are they doing? They're yeah. useless. Well, maybe you think so. And maybe a hundred percent of people don't really get it, but they're there mm. and they're successful mm-hmm. and they have millions of kids watching them. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that's how it is. And I, I definitely think that while there is kind of bad examples being said and there are kind of immature popular kids on the internet, there are a lot of other ones who are not like that. There are a lot of other ones who, um, who provide something to, to young, viewers that they like, I would have never had. I, I mean, thinking back to my childhood, if I could have, you know, if I'm like 12 years old and I could have a 20 or an 18 year old, a 25 year old person vlog their life 
and I get to follow them. I get to know their life. I get to see how they deal with these problems, how they deal with people growing up and different things in life. Like that would have been so cool to me. And I would have, I feel like if that was an opportunity, I would have. Or just making videos about things that you care about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Instead of being told what you care about though. Well, is that the teenagers now with the internet have a choice as to what they consume. Whereas when I was a kid, my choices involved listening to the radio yeah. or watching whatever was on the television at book. the given time yeah. or reading, yeah, yeah, reading a book. Yeah. The choice is theirs now. Yeah, You don't have as many choices as to what you can consume. And then, you know, we did get internet, but we had dial up. And yeah. It took it was 12 very, hours. Was, but there was also no community online. Yes. It was just the internet. Yeah. Like you would have to really pick and choose what you wanted to spend your internet time doing because it would take 20 minutes just to get on so 10 minutes to load a web page like if you have one question you would like to type in to ask yeah. Jeeves bitch you better be prepared <laughs> here's here's like I guess kind of a, a dumbed down answer that I'm trying to give mm-hmm. is that I think it's great that young viewers get the opportunity to relate on a different level to online talent they get to watch them day in and day out they get to see them through a very very small filter and they get to kind of have a different bond with them. They get replied on Twitter. They get replied in the comment section. Like, it's it's not this giant distance. With that said, I think the the area or the room for um, maybe a, a bad chain reaction is greater than a kid who adores Brad Pitt. So, in other words, if I'm a 12-year-old and I love Brad Pitt, Right. I love all his movies. I watch him all the time. I have a Fight Club shirt, Fight Club poster. I can't get enough of Brad Pitt. Then say in some crazy world, whatever, Brad Pitt gets in trouble with the law. He DUI, say something, something that's not good. And it sets a bad example. Yeah. I'm a 12 year old. I hear people saying that's not good. Eh, it's not good. Uh, I'm just going to not talk about him for a little while, but I still love him and I don't really get what's happening. Now take the, the, yeah. the situation where I'm 12 and I love Jacob Sartorius and he's what, 15, right? And Jacob Sartorius gets in trouble with the law in a way that like maybe he drives a car that he's not supposed to or he gets, he gets trespassing or something that you could easily see yourself kind of like in that situation at your age. And you're like, wait a minute. Not only is that something that I know what it is, it's not some adult crime or whatever. It's Jacob who's very close to me in age. I saw what he did yesterday. I saw what he was talking about two hours ago, and yet he's in this trouble now. Mm-hmm. That, that's that got to have a bigger effect. Right. Well, the difference between those two scenarios is that in the Brad Pitt scenario, he has people that do PR damage control yeah. should that like, instance ever come up. Yeah. Whereas someone that has come up from an internet following yeah. – the internet now dictates what your future is. Yeah. You know, if th- take for example, like a Carter Reynolds yeah. or a Sam Pepper or these people, like the, the jury judge executioner that is the public opinion now decides what your future is. And should you crawl your way back out of that hole somehow? I mean, the, the internet doesn't really forgive and forget and let things go yeah. unless they want to. Which I think, but it, that that in and of itself is sometimes hurtful. Sometimes it's not fair. Sometimes mm. it's wrong. Yeah. Sometimes it's snap judgment. But it is interesting. I think that, in theory, I think that gives the viewer more say and more control over who entertains them and how they entertain them. Because they have any sort of power. Right. The, the yeah, no, that makes sense. There's no PR team running the show. It's you running the show. Right. Yeah. And and if you know someone did something that you didn't like, 
You don't you, you don't watch their stuff. They don't have a job. They aren't making any money. And you get to tell them how you feel. Right away. Every day on Twitter. Every day in the comment section. You're absolutely right. Well, I asked... Well, because I asked my teenage cousin, who I talk to on occasion, hmm. like right when we had those first like few phone calls and hmm. we were like yeah. hours on the phone. And I was like, you know, do you like any of these like boys on Vine and stuff? And she's like, you know, I, I like this one, but not so much these ones or that one. And I was like, why not? You know, tell me why you don't like these ones. Mm-hmm. Because she's at that, she was at that age that was like. For some of these girls, these boys on Vine and musically and shit are their lives. Yeah. Like they live and breathe by them. Yes. And I was like, why don't why don't you like these ones? She's like, eh, you know, I just Doesn't I, do it for I me. don't really want to. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. And I'm yeah. like, it's just interesting to think that not only is you can't cast a net over what the entire internet does in terms mm. of whether or not you think it's trash, but even in the if you have an American. 14-year-old young girl that falls perfectly into this demographic of who would like this, they are still able to make their own choices about yeah. who they like and follow and don't yeah. just because I'm a person and I don't have to fucking follow it. Yeah, for sure. That's a great point. And it, 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 But, like, that kind of thinking I think is so cool and powerful for someone her age because when I was 14 as a girl, if all of my friends were watching a TV show... I felt like I would just watch it because my friends were. And I feel like because people have such individual powers on the internet, because it is so individual centric, there might be some ability for them to have stronger opinions for themselves because they feel like they're entitled to those opinions, which I think that they are. For sure. And and, and statements like the one you're talking about where... Uh, adoring young internet stars is the death of everything. That's that's not being mindful of the fact that there are young 14-year-old girls who don't just follow the herd. They are able to have an opinion. Right. Like you're you're kind of you're giving no credit. I was terrified to have my own opinion when I was 14. Yeah. I mean, I I it's it's wild. It's such a different fucking time and I sound so ancient saying that, but it really is like with the internet. Mm-hmm. Like where was I the other day? I was I was at CDF and I was doing the Twitter thing and it was like middle of the day. And Jillian was like, What are the are these kids in school? Like what's going on? And I was like, right. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't I know. I think that they're on their phones in school. I think that they're able to just kind of do it, whatever, but I just don't know. It's just such an incredibly different structure of how things are. Everyone has their own Twitter account. Everyone is constantly in tune with everything as a kid and that just wasn't my reality so mm-hmm. it's it's like i respect the fact that i maybe don't understand it mm-hmm. 100% from that perspective right. like i appreciate it cuz i a lot of those young kids who are in school do watch my stuff and i appreciate them but at the same time i i was never in there so i can't act like i get it cuz right. i don't you know right yeah i i hundred percent, I don't know a lot of times either. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like tweeting at people. I'm like, yo, are you in fucking school right now? Or are you not in school right now? Like, where, where are you? Where are you at, dog? But I just think it's an interesting idea yeah. how many choices people have in terms of what entertains them. Hmm. And the reverse of that is that I don't think it's trashy if people are entertained by other people in and of themselves. I don't either. I think if anything... That's an unpopular opinion, but I I don't either. Yeah, I think if anything, it gives young people, or even adults, the 
because let me put it this way. I'll mm-hmm. speak for myself, from my own experience. When you first find people that you really like on the internet, yeah. it, you can't really help it. But like you get sort of obsessed with them in their lives and yeah. you follow them on everything you can follow yeah. them on. And I don't want to say often, but there are a few times when you'll start doing that with someone and go really far down their rabbit hole. Yes. And then you're like, hey, man. I just realized that there's some things about you that I didn't know, or maybe you turned into that I don't, I don't really like anymore. And I'm not sure that I don't like you as a person, but I just, I'm not really feeling this. And I, I just, I kind of don't, I kind of don't want to follow you. And guess what? You can, that person doesn't have to be shoved down your throat. It's your choice. And I think that there's something powerful about the way that young kids have access to the internet. They're able to make those sort of decisions, decisions yeah. on their own, but 10 years before you were ever able to, you know? And they're doing all the research by themselves. Right. I didn't have that ability no, no. to just decide I didn't like an actor or something because an actor was an actor and they're all Yeah, just, if you watch one job. movie and you like their movie Musician. and then you see an interview and you laugh at it and you're like, oh, that's all the research I can do. They right. must be a great person. And I thought of how contrived all of that stuff is. Like, of course you like every of celebrity. Course, of course yeah. you worship all of them. Because they're made to be perfect in the public. All they're made, you see they're painted. is like they're these a picture. happy things. 100%. They're, they didn't have some sort of screenshotted old Instagram post that got deleted right away that right. maybe you found on the internet. It's like... You're so right. Like the, you have all the tools now to right to learn everything. And although, like you know, the whole Hollywood debate about complete awful whitewashing, not enough diversity. Yeah. These people, though, although it's not the same thing. Yeah. Think of how powerful it is to see someone that looks like you, that represents you in your culture. Mm-hmm represented in some sort of entertainment if you can't find that and you're getting exhausted from going to movies and watching television not being able to find that imagine how powerful that is to be a 12 year old and go online and find Find somebody that you really identify with though because the the internet polices itself i think it's really interesting i think it's interesting and i think it will be interesting to see when these 13 and 14 year olds are you know 10 years from now how that affects their psyche their ability to make decisions or their sense of self i just think it's fascinating and i think that they're getting a good opportunity to create uh, their personality and their ability to just be like individual thinking people yeah like they think for themselves they Mm -hmm. really do well i mean think of it this way like you say what you will about people adoring young online you know content creators but at the same time like these people are able to like see human experiences from hundreds of different perspectives each day. Think of when you were a kid, you, you talk to your friend at lunch. That's it. That's like these kids are watching vlogs. They're watching Snapchats. They're watching musically. They're watching vines. They're watching Twitter. They're watching everything, everything nonstop all day. And they're getting these perspectives of life and how these people are living life. And they're getting these little bits everywhere. And it's like, whether or not you mean to do it, you're educating yourself on how the world is working for these people and all these different experiences, how all these different people live. That's education. That is kind of priceless. And that's something that I don't, I, I would feel like I would be a lot smarter if I had when I was younger. And I've said this before that I don't think that today's teenagers are disconnected and on their phones and looking, you know, completely isolated. I feel, if anything, I felt more isolated growing up than a lot of these kids actually feel. I think a lot of them are more connected to their peers and their friends and at least a a level of understanding and awareness than 
you know, kids my age. It's like everyone's fucking on their phone nowadays. The difference is that these kids just are more efficient. But what the fuck you think they're doing on their phones? Interacting with other people. Yeah, but it's also like, you know, like every once in a while I'll post on Reddit, like we'll make it to the front page where it's like these kids and their technology and it's like a bunch of old people on their phones. And it's like funny because... The, the reality is everyone's glued to their phone. The mm-hmm. only difference is the old people or the older generations, maybe myself included, but I'm on the internet because that's a job, but older people are just doing things a lot less efficiently than these young kids. Mm-hmm. Everyone's plugged in. The difference is the kids are just way, way quicker, mm-hmm. way more efficient, way on it. These old, they're like, how do I set my alarm on my iPhone? While these kids are like tweeting at five different people and, and <laughs> fucking watching a live stream accounts. and live streaming. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like running a fan account, running in your normal account. It's just, it's on a different level. But, Speed and yeah. otherwise. Like. I agree 100%. And, and I, if I had a teenage daughter and the closest I have is a niece that does not have the internet yet. Mm. <laughs> She's little mm. and uh, a teenage cousin and my teenage friends on the internet. And that's all I have in terms of, yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question really yeah, quick? What are your sure. thoughts on this? For sure. Um, But if I had one that was my own child and they were like, Mom, I really love Jacob Sartorius and Shawn Mendes and Nash Greer and all I want to do is go to MadCon. Yeah. You know, what would my thought be? Because I think anyone's knee jerk reaction is be like, fuck no. Like, here, here, let me show you some real entertainment. But I don't I wouldn't be like that. I would be like. You know what? That's a great idea. I'd yeah. love to take you and I'll go see what it's like in person. And, yeah. you know, you tell, I, I also want to know, little imaginary child of mine, what is it that you like about them? You know, tell me what you like. Show me their stuff. Tell, but not, not that. Not, I, I don't want to see it because yeah. I can see it for myself yeah, as yeah. a nosy. But you want to just hear it why they're I wanna, interested. I want to yeah. hear it from you. Like, cause that's what I asked my cousin. Like, what? Why? Why? Yeah. Like, what do you like or what, what don't you like? Yeah. Because I, I think you learn it, a lot. it yeah. fosters individual thinking. 100%. It has to. It's interesting. Cause yeah. if, if my little imaginary kid was like, I'm only going because, you know, Kimberly and Aaron are going and, and I don't want to be left out, I'd be like, all right, well, we need to work on you having a sense of self. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like, well, because I just love Jacob and I think he's really cute yeah. and I like his song sweatshirt. <laughs> I'd be like, when you go to sleep, all right, girl, night. this is your thing. Let's go. You know, who am yeah. I to say that you can't listen or follow someone or that it's stupid because they're 14? Because to them, it's not stupid. It's not stupid. Who am I to say it's stupid? You're an old disconnected person. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, true. not you. I'm just saying from that position, you would be the old disconnected person who doesn't get it, but hates on it. True. You know? I don't. I don't hate on it. I'm not saying you do. I'm saying in this hypothetical no, situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that because I was, I was the the person's interview that I was watching. I really like and respect them, and yeah. you know, which is a just, frustrating thing. Well, yeah, but like yeah. I know that I have all these unpopular opinions yeah. about the internet, and I just I wanted a a chance to vent it and to say it because I don't think that. I just don't think some of it's the worst thing in the world. I and I think it'll be interesting to see how it affects individual people's like decision making skills yeah. or, you know, it's their evolving sense right of self. now. Yeah. People are going to be changing right now. Because yeah. Of from, it the- from being exposed to having so many choices yeah. and being exposed to having the ability to think freely about human beings themselves. Yeah. 
Making you know? their choices, yeah. Well, honestly, like the core of this argument and discussion here is you guys. So I would love to hear your opinions. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear your thoughts on on what any of this means in terms of your your life. Like, what is your? How has your life been shaped by this? How do you view maybe the younger generation of people who are yeah. more plugged in than you were when you were growing up? Like, or even the vegan guy. <laughs> or even the, yeah. So also back to guy. that. Let us know what you think of him if he lost his cafe gratitude. Lost his mind. Um, Anyway, good discussion. I'm yeah. happy we talked about it. Totally. I feel like um, this is an easy th- like thing to just kind of dismiss as like, oh yeah, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. This this you know today's youth is pretty stupid, but yeah. if you like it, it, it all really just takes patience and learning what's going on. Right. Like, what are they doing on their phones? Because most of the people who are in the older generation saying these kids are stupid and, and horrible socially, like they don't know what's going on. Right. They're so, well, they're I, even more. Yeah, I feel so much more connected to younger kids yeah. than I do. The people that are making fun of. Oh yeah, me too. Whatever. Also it's, I, it's getting old. Like hearing. That's what I feel like. Like what an old, tired, exhausting argument for you. To, but, but it was it, about the Kardashians yeah. about, you know, kids and their phones and the internet. Like what an exhausting excuse yeah, for exactly. you to just never it's tired. pay attention. It's tired. And especially because, Hey, like look around because the entire world is being dictated by these people now. Right. So maybe you should start paying attention. And I've said this a million times to you that I really believe that emotional intelligence is a thing that kids now are yeah. getting very good at. Yeah. And it's very important for your well-being and survival as a human being. Yeah. I think that kids are learning emotional intelligence very quickly because of their interaction with other people on the internet nonstop. You no longer have to wait until, you know, your late high school, college to really develop these interpersonal relationships. You're developing them online right quickly, yeah. fast as 12-year-olds. Yeah. You know? It's very interesting. I think we're going to have a lot of very smart aware dare i say woke fucking you know 20 year olds shall the year come boy <laughs> boy <laughs> but because they're so aware you yeah, know and no. they're emotionally intelligent yeah. and that's not that shouldn't be undervalued yeah. i think that that is an amazing thing a great example of this is like someone you know like i remember the first time i ever had some sort of reaction on twitter where like i had a following like people would actually tweet at me like that was a new thing obviously but then it, it became like i would tweet something and i would get these hilarious responses that i never expected to get mm-hmm. and now every single time i'm on twitter i'm dying laughing at you guys because the things you tweet at me are not only like they're sharp and intelligent but they're also kind of like tuned into me and my humor in my life and which is very impressive and it's it never ceases to kind of just like remind me that I have a really dope fucking audience and that this whole world that we're living in, no audience should ever be undervalued as just stupid, stupid kids. You know what I mean? Like it's, but well, I mean, from my sports psychology background, there's a lot of really interesting literature and it's fascinating to a lot of people, the idea of fandom and where Mm. fandom comes from. And the only thing that I'm really familiar with is in terms of sports teams, which is, it's kind of always baffling to me because I'm not a diehard sports fan of any team, really professional sports. But when you boil it all down, really all these fanatics have in common with a sports team is Mm. like, they, a lot of them didn't play this sport growing up. They're not emotionally connected yeah. to the sport itself. All they have in common with them is like a, a city, yeah. a location, yeah. and like that your family watches it also. It seems really old. But it, take those things yeah. and now riddle me why there's, you know, gangs in Europe that will fight each other to the death. 
the idea of fandom is really fascinating. It is, yeah. But now if you take that idea just with sports and you turn it into something that maybe you can understand a little better. Like I understand why someone would identify with you and like you and mm. want to, you know, follow you and listen to what you have to say yeah. or pay attention to you. I get it. I get all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now imagine that you're a, a young girl and there's a little boy that lip syncs on the internet. I fucking get it. That's all it takes for me because you have more in common with him right now than grown men in full body paint that are just from Chicago at a fucking football game. You have a lot more in common with Jacob motherfucking Sartorius. I understand your fandom. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point. I get it. It's kind of crazy to think that a lot of people just are like they live and die because they're from the same city. But that's that's an acceptable form of fandom, yeah. and those people aren't ridiculed and made fun of. If no, anything, we glorify we them. Celebrate it, we yeah. put them on television. We put them on our commercials. We think they're funny and fun. Yeah. But God forbid a young girl find a young boy attractive on the internet. This child is lost. Yeah. Excuse me, Mr. 45-year-old that's six beers deep at a fucking game in Buffalo with no shirt on and your chest is painted. You're calling your daughter stupid? It's fucking straight up. Boy! You really just need to boil it down. <laughs> I know. I have to stop doing that with my hand so bad. Boy. 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 Anyways. Just boil it down. I digress. Um, that's, that's to me what it boils down to in terms of fandom. It boils down. But I think that there's a lot of really beneficial things happening in terms of kids being able to make yeah. their own thoughts and judgments and decisions on their own. Because I, I've also found it interesting when you look at Sam Pepper and things like that on the internet, there's a lot of kids that have been able to be like, hey, Sam, uh, I appreciate your apology and I, I'm i okay with yeah. moving on. Yeah. That's a free Everyone's, child. Everyone can have their own fucking you know what I mean? Yeah, you dictate yeah. it yourself. I'm honestly curious to hear what you guys have to say on True. it. Because you, yeah. you are in it, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway... Oh, boy. boy. <laughs> um, we appreciate you guys listening to us talk and have this yeah. discussion. I enjoyed this discussion very much. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week with another podcast and discussion. And uh, make sure you check out our sponsors, Blue Apron Guys and Club W. Links in the description. Awesome stuff. And it makes the show free for you. So we appreciate it when you guys Club Dub, woo! check it out. Club Dub Woo. Club <laughs> Dub Woo. <laughs> uh, we will see you guys next week for another podcast. And uh, have a great week. Bye, Bye friends. Bye.